jumping in on this beautiful Friday. Yeah, let's go. The name is Law Nation. Be sure to hit that like, share this content. Let's keep it consistent. You know how this thing goes. We got to talk about the Cowboys and beyond. The name is Law Nation, Cowboy Nation. Let's continue to grind the shine. If you're a real one, let's see real one in the chat. Let's go. Shout out to all of the HBOs and the SGs. Let's go. The Share Gang. That's what SG stands for. Sharing is caring, Cowboy Nation. Sharing is caring. Oh, later on today, uh, we'll do a little gaming. We'll do a little gaming for the community and everyone else. None football stuff. Let's go. Yep. Salute to everyone. Be sure to hit that like, hit that shared icon, and be a friend, and hit that subscribe button. Yep. Come on. All right, the name is Law Nation. I hope all is well, Cowboy Nation. We are live on multiple platforms, and I really appreciate everybody. Uh, We're gearing up for the draft, and we got about a little less than three weeks to get ready on our end, and uh, we're going to have a fantastic uh, showcasing there to everyone. Let me know if the audio is straight, Cowboy Nation, and let me know if everything else is good with you all. Um, Granted. Before we go into details of the uh, topic, will the Cowboys do this or do that, just keep in mind, right now, around this time last year, no one saw the Cowboys going 12-5, and and they didn't think that they would have a Michael Parsons, and nobody, mama, uncle, cousin, Tupac, or Biggie, thought that even when you drafted Michael Parsons, that he would have the year that he had last season. Nobody was saying that this guy is on the same plane as LT. No one saw the fact that this guy, all he did was rip the league wide open. He said, bust it wide open, and I tell her, bring it back. You know, nobody saw that. So if anybody is out here saying, yeah, we know. We know that Parsons will be Parsons. Newsflash. He wouldn't have dropped that far in the draft. He would have been uh, with the – you know, how, how that saying go? Where that chime for your mind? It would have been literally. With the first pick of the 2021 draft, such and such, whoever had the first pick, drafted Michael Parsons, you know. So this is also the lion season. You get a lot of people that would lie about, you know, they were right on this person, they was wrong on that person, but nine times out of ten, they normally don't say that they was wrong, right? This is flat out the lying season, and I get it, right? People going to placate and say that they were right on this, but no one know who would be the next world of a world player for the 2022 draft. There are so many unknowns, into the unknown is what my daughter sing all throughout the house. Into the unknown. Uh, I think it's coming from Frozen 1 or 2. Into the unknown. No one knows it, right? But you got to travel down it. Uh, shout out to you, Jay Versic. Appreciate you, Eric. Appreciate you. Let's go. Breaking news. Jay Versic predicts Cowboys will go 13-4 to four and Carson Wentz will throw 15 INTs. 
<laughs> hey, you might you might be right on the number with Carson Wentz throwing 15 of them. And he got his favorite number one receiver now that he got to face twice, twine a year, you know, and his name is Trayvon Diggs, you know. So, yeah, Natasha said, yeah, it to the unknown, baby. Uh, I, I don't know if you're going to hit that note. Tasha, you're going to hit that note like the dude <laughs> frozen too. So we going, that's exactly what the Cowboys about to do. We're about to enter into the unknown. We, we about to enter into the unknown and so many variables. What type of coaching staff you have, right? Oh, system. What type of system you running out of? Oh, you know, the other contemporaries, the other players that's on your team, will you blend together? Will you work out with said players? Like the philosophy, my dog, Boss Cowboy, he going into the full array of saying the number one need for this team is linebacker. And he presented with facts and stats and data and everything else. And he's not saying you got to beat down the door. Beat it down. Beat it down to draft with the 24th pick. The Dallas Cowboys select N'Kobe Dean. You know, he's not saying that. No, 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 no. And whoever the linebacker is. Can somebody put in the chat right now? Right now. <laughs> the top five linebackers in the National Football League minus Parsons. Somebody just list the top five linebackers for me. And like I said, sometimes with your contemporaries, it can help you out. And I'm going down this road, so I want you guys to follow me. Follow me, baby. Shout out to you, Dwayne. Appreciate you. And um, while you guys doing that, uh, let's put our thoughts and prayers together for the right family. We lost the legend. And uh, I tell people all the time, no one knows the day nor the hour. Be with your loved ones. So with that being said, let's put our thoughts and prayers for the right family. And uh, condolences out there. You know, there's this thing that I always say uh, for the loved ones that's out there. You know, it's about determination and heart. Tell me not and mourn for numbers. Life is but an empty dream for a soul that's dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is real, and life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust I art, to dust returneth, was not even spoken of the soul. In its broad fields of battle and bivions of life, be not like a dumb driven cattle, but be a hero in the strife understand this cowboy nation lives of great man all remind us oh yes we we can live our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints on the mighty sands of time DC for life Rayfield Wright he's not gone no, he's not forgotten. They say legends never die. Legends never fold. His story is going to be told to your great grandkids and beyond. 
So no, he's not gone. No, he's not forgotten. So now is the time not to hold your head down, Cowboy Nation. This time right now is the celebratory time because there's no more weeping. There's no more welling. There's no more pain. There's no more strife for Rayfield, right? Oh my goodness. When you guys understand that life itself, we are only here for a glimpse. We are only here for just a small time. But the footprints that's left behind us, oh my goodness, oh no, yeah, will last forever, permeated in the mind's heart, soul, and sinew of your thoughts. He's unbreakable. He's unstoppable, Cowboy Nation and everybody and beyond. So let tears fall out of your face, not for sadness, no. Let they fall out for joy. That's been my time. R.I.P. to the legend, Rayfield Wright. Salute. Appreciate everybody, appreciate everybody for sticking around. All right, so as the legend gone on, to look down from the heavens with Tom Landry and everyone else. Boy, something remarkable is, remarkable is going to happen, Cowboy Nation. Trust me. Trust me. All right, so can you guys list me five linebackers outside, outside of, dare I say, Parsons? Can you guys lift me? List me five linebackers. It's Friday the 5th of the week. Appreciate you, uh, Brian. Appreciate you. Shout out to everybody with the prayer and emojis, man. I appreciate everybody. And uh, uh, salute to the, the Wright family. You know, remarkable story when you guys read it. Didn't play football in high school at all, right? <laughs> he played basketball. He was too tall. Too tall to play. Uh, too tall and frail to play, to play uh, football. And he, his father was seven foot. So he was the short one, you know, <laughs> you know, and and uh, he eventually got a chance to play football when he went off to college. How about that? So it, it's always remarkable. You see, sometimes people like to put you in a box, but they don't know what's destined for you. They don't know what's what's down the line for you. And although with my natural eyes, I didn't get a chance to see him play because he played his career before my time. We can all read the stories. We can all identify with the time. Yes, indeed. Uh, see, Nick Law, you ever thought about preaching? I'm preaching to you now, baby. You guys are the congregation, baby. <laughs> you know, y'all in service, you might not know about it, you know. <laughs> for those, for those who don't understand, that is what the gospel is, right? That is what it is. The gospel according to Mark. The gospel according to John, the Mark, the gospel according to, you know, law. So you guys are, are in the gospel right now. <laughs> and, and, and it just how it is. See, reason why I told you guys to list the five linebackers is the reason. When you start listing those five linebackers right now for those who are looking at the linebacker situation, you realize there's a certain trend. Hmm? What's that trend? Oh, 
the top five linebackers. I've seen somebody put Fred Warner. I've seen somebody put uh, Leonard down there. Majority of those guys, even I've seen somebody put down Bobby Carpenter. And I, I said, Bobby Wagner. I'm thinking Bobby Carpenter. Oh, Lord. Lee. <laughs> I hope all is well with Bobby Carpenter. I don't know why that left my mouth. Charge it to my head, not my heart. <laughs> but Bobby Wagner, I see somebody put down Bobby Wags, you know. Uh, all of those guys that, that I just mentioned, they were not in the first round. That's where I'm going at. And some of those guys wasn't in the second. So what I'm trying to say is don't paint yourself into a corner and go rushing for something that you really don't need. You got to play your value system correctly. You got to look at your system and say, okay, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to look into this thing and say to ourselves, all right, what do we need? Oh, we need help in the interior offensive line. Oh, we need help on the interior of the defensive line. As great as Ray Lewis played, I don't know how he would have looked without Big Sam Adams, without Tony Saragusa, without uh, down the line. And they realized, hey, we need to get back to the winning graces of things. And they drafted a Haloti Nada. Oh, even Bobby Wagner. I got his name right back, right, right on this time. The time that he got a chance to lift that Lombardi trophy up because they had some big boys up front. You guys remember Big Maybang. You see what I'm saying? So I don't want you guys to look at it like we definitely only need a linebacker, right? I get it, Cowboy Nation. We want we want a certain situation to happen for us, but we got to move wisely. We got to move smart. And I appreciate everybody for jumping in. I know some people still on their break or what have you. And the channel is very struggling with the amount of people that's watching right now. But I know a lot of you guys watch it on Rebound or Rewind, and I love it. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. All right, so and when we look right here, the Landry hat, let me go ahead and share this link with you guys. Uh, I thank those who are watching. Everybody that's here right now, you guys are the real ones. You know, everybody else is watching on Rewind. Hey, man, y'all ain't that real, man. Come on, man. I just play with y'all. <laughs> but here it is right here. Shout out to my Facebook group. You guys are showing up and showing out, and I really appreciate that. All right, so the Landry hat, you guys can check that out right there. And uh, they said, look at the two free agents on the Cowboys could, should be interested in two players that they could trade for. Now, I think Eddie Goldman, you guys help me out. I think that he is more on the – is he a free agent? I thought the Chicago Bears got rid of him, but neither here nor there. Uh, Eddie Goldman, career, 175 tackles, 18 uh, total tackles, 18 tackles for loss, 13 sacks. Not a lot of gaudy numbers, but his position is different. He's, it's, it's not a sexy look. It's more of a guy that's going to – be placed inside and move stuff out of the way so that other people can eat. And in this type of situation, if the Cowboys do decide to say, hey, let's bring in some reinforcement, only if I'm looking at this, and I shout out to the Landry hat. <laughs> I like that, the Landry hat. Shout out to them. But I'm looking at this if you go through the draft. There should be. All of these little small picks, there should be none, none of that, until after the draft. And players know how to, players know how to wiggle around. 
players understand if you mention Cowboys, then it's going to go to ESPN. It's going to go to Fox News. It's going to go to Fox Reports. It's going to go to the talking uh, heads like me or somebody else that's on social media, you know, content creators. It's going to spread like wildfire. Brandon Cook, he, you know, we, 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 you know, Cowboys interested in Brandon Cook. And then a couple of days later or yes, just yesterday, the dude signed a $36 million guaranteed contract for two years. I think it's 39 overall, you know. That's $19.5 million a year. Cowboys would not pay that. DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, all of those guys' names being used and attached to the Cowboys, it creates views, it creates clicks, it creates impressions, and it also creates, my friend, interest. And teams are saying, well, if you can mention the Cowboys, the agent, not the teams, not the teams, the agent, if you mention the Cowboys, it will spark a conversation. And the price will go up at least by 9 to maybe 15%. But you got to do it wisely because you can't do it unrealistically, you know. But the Cowboys have been doing this for many of moons, right? We, we would really like to bring this guy in, but it's too much money. And the Cowboys, by, by chance, wise. Wise. It's wise. It's wise for the agent to utilize the Cowboys namesake. It is. Um, shout out to you, bro. I appreciate you. I would take Cooks for right price. No more than a third. But no, he's already read up with the Texans. His agent, you know, and everybody else. They used words wisely. There's no interest right now. There should be no interest right now in a wide receiver. There shouldn't be no interest until after the draft. This is the biggest draft class of wide receivers. Three years from now, there will be people talking about, man, did you pass up on such and such? But now he's worth X amount of dollars. Would you be willing to give up a first-round draft pick for him when you really could have at least Drafted him, right? But that's a story of a different day. Let's move on. All right, so that's Eddie. Uh, this is what he do out there on the field. You see that big plug inside. Watch him get up there. Stabilize. You're looking at a run defender, a guy that can stop the run, a guy that can fill up that A and B gap. But watch how he squeezes off the two right there and pushes the pocket back. You know how you put that bologna meat on the skillet and you watch that thing pucker up? That's what he's able to do. Pucker up. <laughs> he's ready to push that thing back, baby. All right, so let's go to their second person. All right, so you guys familiar with the name, right? You guys familiar with that name right there. I know you guys are. I know you guys are. Uh, Nick Martin, the brother of Zach Martin, at center slash guard. He should be a guy that can fill the positional need with the S on the end of it. You know, uh, I just look at it like this. If if this team goes into this draft and they draft, let's say, let me just use for example, they go with the 24th pick, Wyatt, right? 
Then they go with the 56 pick. I believe you got the 56 pick. They go with, mm, let's say, a wide receiver, uh, George Pickens. I'm just putting out a name. And then with the third pick, they go with a defensive back or a safety, or they go with a linebacker, who knows, right? Or they go with, I'm just just me just trying to pump some things out there. Uh, they go with um, it may, maybe a, let me put out a third round, maybe a, a, a linebacker, right? They go with a linebacker or Sam Williams or somebody like that or a tight end. And they didn't address the interior. This would be the other way that you can address the interior, address the interior by after the draft, you look at some veteran guys and you say, okay, I bring him in Uh, 62 career stars, 13 penalties. Uh, Nick Martin, the brother of Zach Martin. I think that if he plays right beside, you know, his brother, some crazy thing like osmosis might happen. Who knows? You know, synchroniquity. I even say that word synchronized. They, They may, they may join fuse together. Who knows the brain waves. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes me and my brother we we could be thinking the same thing right far away from each other or we use certain hint words right i mean and dog on the court sure i already know where he gonna be you know i close my eyes dribble and do a no look pass because i know for sure where he gonna be and if it's off the release i can go ahead and turn my back like steph curry because i know it's gonna be wet I know we're going to be saying, it's wet, baby. <laughs> shout out to you for the dime, for your mind. Simmons, appreciate you. Thank you so much. And shout out to uh, Prophet Cowboy Nation with the 50 stars. Appreciate you. Thank you, everybody. Jay Versick, man, one of the informers right here, man. The enforcers, not informant, but enforcers. That's a better way to say it. Shout out to you, Jay Versick. Uh, 134 watching, eight likes, man. Come on, y'all get those likes up, baby. Get those likes up, baby. Uh, I think that Nick Nick Martin would be a good situation for us. All right, so here's another guard, veteran guy, Wyatt Davis, guard, Minnesota Vikings. He only had six games, <laughs> career stats, six games played, zero career penalties. But we're looking at somebody that you can fit right in and be that placeholder. They can fill in something, compete. And this is what they have in this particular article. Be sure to check out the Landry hat. But let's move a little further because I want to get to this one right here. I really want to get to this one. Um, Let me see what we get. Shout out to you, Bobby, man. Thank you so much. This one right here. This one, when I read it, I said, okay. (laughs) What are they doing? You know, Chase Claypool, you know. You know, uh, <laughs> Chase Claypool, wide receiver, another stiller. You know, I, I don't think that the Cowboys ever dibble and dab with so many stillers, you know. But here it is right here. Career stat, and I know that this would not happen, by the way. But uh, the guy, he put in the article. Uh, he was like, pretty much hear him out, you know, at least listen to his proposal on this. And I'm all open ears, you know, those convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. So I don't think that he's trying to change anybody's mind. So those who have thoughts and free thinkers, you know, free think about this. Career stats, 121 receptions, 
1,733 receiving yards so far. He averaged a net 14.3 yards per reception, uh, 11 receiving touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I will tell you guys, Jamar, I was about to say Jamar Chase, Chase Claypool, <laughs> Chase, 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 okay, not Jamar Chase, Chase Claypool, um, big physical tall wide receiver, you know, he kind of rounded his routes a little bit, and we kind of understood that a little bit. Uh, we we thought that, you know, coming out of uh, Notre Dame that, you know, you can be one of those guys that can be kicked inside and be a tight end, uh, but just a vertical one. But he showed up and showed out his rookie year. <sighs> he disappeared last season. <laughs> but neither here nor there, we understood. Like, man, they had a noodle-arm quarterback. You know, he was old, long in the tooth, right? So that's could that could be a situation there. But here, here's what this guy got. I know what you guys thinking. There's no way the Steelers are going to be willing to give up Chase Claypool after just two seasons. But here him out you know after having a breakout season clay was unable to follow up his success and uh, that inability of making plays started to have the people stillers people to turn on him so we all know once somebody have their mind made up on you it's hard to really put the toothpaste back into the tube and get messy so here's the thing would you guys this is hypothetic Hypothetically speaking, would you guys be willing? Would you guys be willing to trade for Chase? Hmm? Would you guys be willing to trade for him? Let me see. And we think the world of this team and the players. I have a feeling, though. I have a real feeling. That if given the opportunity, without rush, hear me out, put the knife down, put the knife down, put it down, without the rush, and given the opportunity, he got to fall. He got he got to fall on his face a few times. He got to get knocked off his route. He got to have a multitude of people to talk about him. But give him the opportunity. And we might be over thinking or, or 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 misevaluating this whole moment. And his name is Simi Vihoko. Give him opportunity to fail. You know what I'm saying? Give him the opportunity, the chances to fall flat on his face. And sometimes as as parents, we tend to coddle too much caught too long, hold on too long, right? Nah, we'll wait till next week to take the training wheels off. You look out and you say, ah, you see it's about to rain. No, 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 no. We, I teach you how to drive another day. Oh, I see that cloud still in the sky. I, I, I don't want to risk it. As parents, we, we tend to do that. And, and you look, and I'm talking about it in a collective sense, out there in the playground, you know, the monkey bar is way high. The kid's play set is real high. And you're thinking, man, medical bills, chip tooth, you know, you know, silver cap and all of this stuff. You don't want that 
for your daughters or what have you or son. And you say, no, 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 no. Play only on this set. Right. You could be because you're trying to preserve something which could be a hindrance down the line. Rip that Band-Aid off, pour a little alcohol on it and send that kid out there and say, learn. And it's I know I know we want to win the Super Bowl now, but baby, it'll be at least he's going through and it's been 27 years anyway. Right. Throw for Hoko out there. Throw, and that's why I was banging on the table. Throw Kevin Joseph out there. Yeah, AB is playing lights out, but don't, don't, don't paint yourself into a corner because now we'll be ready for Kevin Joseph now, all right? All right, let me read this super chat. Appreciate you uh, so much for your donations and your love and adulations, Derek Cowboy uh, 24-7. Let the AI read it. Kellen is so happy the media and the Cowboy fans are not focusing on him. But you can't hide Kellen. We see you. I I feel you. I feel you, 24. 24. The the whole aspect of Kellen Moore (laughs) is he is that kid as well. And they still got those training wheels on him. And before, look, he's the kid. Let me use a better better analogy. He's the kid that was given the, the Ferrari with the keys and everything. At 14, you know, you're like, come on. Whatever happened to buying a used car first, right, and learning to drive that, get accustomed to driving that one. Get him accustomed to to parking. He can't even, he had to literally learn to parallel park with the Ferrari. All we saying is that, man, Cowboy Nation, if you knew the talent level on this team, why not get some seasonal veteran person that been around the corner to to call the plays for this team? But that's a story of a different day. Some people are going to say, nah, Lord, they did the right thing. You know, they throwing them out there, and he, he, he scratched the Bentley or he scratched the Ferrari, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Chuck, appreciate you, Chuck. Thank you for the donation. We still need a receiver in the draft regardless 9F who we pick up. All right, so can you repeat that again, uh, AI, you know? Thank you, Chuck. We still need a receiver in the draft regardless 9F who we pick up. Okay, so we still need a, a receiver in the draft regardless of who we pick up. Okay, okay, because the, the 9 threw me off because we do have 9 draft picks. I feel you, Chuck, and I thank you so much for your uh, donation there. Um we don't know we we waiting we don't know uh how cd lamb is going to perform how many interceptions i'm gonna ask you guys i'm gonna pull you guys uh how many interceptions did dak prescott through last season come on i know y'all know it appreciate you uh jay versic how many? How many? 
And I, I'm going to have a follow-up to whoever put it down in the chat. How many interceptions did Dakota throw last season? Okay. My guy Davis right on the money. Yeah, Davis. You know, in the future, when I have uh, uh, just stuff just falling out of the sky, I'm like, Davis, come on down. You want a car. You know, you get a car. And I get when I get that Oprah money, I'm like, Davis, you get a car. And, and, and Daniel, you get a car. And Williams, you get a car. You know, well, William, you off. You, you know, you got you to gotta pay me now. <laughs> uh, he had 10, 10 interceptions, right? 10, 10, 10, 10, you in. What if I told you? That six out of the ten interception, six of them came when he was targeting C.D. Lamb. When he was trying to get the ball to C.D. Lamb. Um, and my thing is, that's a high ratio. When you look at the full numbers and everything, and you go back, you say, wow, you know. And I think three of them bounced off the hands of Lamb. And, and of course, if the ball was right on the money a little bit better, you know, I'm not finna put dirt on Lamb's name like that. But that is a high ratio of your interceptions. And normally, uh, a quarterback would look at you like this, hey, <laughs> you know, hey, come on, man. <laughs> and, and this is the thing. Wide receivers, wide receivers, they are, they, they are divas by nature, but also they do some of the craziest work that goes unknown, right, or unseen. Like they try to get off the release, trying to get off the jam, run a sweet rap, make the DB fall, and they be like, dang, the ball didn't come my way. I did all of this work for what? And some of them are decoys, some of them blocking downfield. It's a lot of nuances as it relates to wide receiver play. So what? This team got to understand, hear me out. If six of the interceptions came when Dak Prescott was trying to get the ball to C.D. Lamb, you you know, that's a lot. You just write it down. Cowboy Nation, go watch the film. If it came, and let's say out of the six, maybe four out of the six were when Lamb was with what? Against the number two or number three D.B.? Well, what you think is going to happen now, you know, that he got the number one DB on him? Hmm? What you guys think was going to happen, you know? So that's why I say, and that's why my guy Chuck was saying, hey, we still need a wide receiver. You know, so Chuck right on the money with it. Uh, and and we have Jay Verse appreciate you for the super Let the AI speak on it. And um, come on, AI. Hey, Siri, read it. <laughs> there you go, Siri. I believe Bossman Fat could cover a lot better than AB if given the opportunity Diggs had. He's just as fast and bigger. Yep. Um, Kelvin Joseph had a real – he didn't play a lot of snaps in preseason, but – the one game that we were able to see the um, the cards game, a lot of people held him to the held his feet to the fire, which you know I, I get it, right? That's how you're supposed to do it. 
And uh, the guy who just got paid his back, I forgot this, I think it's Christian Kirk, off the release. And he he did the little chicken wing thing on him. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. How how boy Kevin Hart said, he wasn't ready. And he burnt him like toast for like 40 to 50 yards. And I was like, man, he's going to learn from it. But I know DBs. DBs, you're going to get burnt. Just like people are are being and moaning about, you know, Trayvon Diggs giving up yards or what have you. I get it. Give up yards. But he only gave up, I believe, two touchdowns or three touchdowns for the full season. That's not that bad. I really think it was two. He gave up a touchdown against Tim Patrick, and he gave up a touchdown in the uh, Giants game. But outside of that, he only gave up, you know, according to most stats, three touchdowns for the full season. Gave up three touchdowns, he got you 11 picks. Give me that ratio any day. And what people fail to realize as well is they look at Anthony Brown and they will say, hey, law, Anthony Brown, he had his best season ever. Well, can you equate this to? If that was his best season ever, equate the fact that you do have Joe Witt Jr. You do have, uh, I forgot the guy's name, his name at the tip of my tongue, uh, from he played for uh, the Packers, but he's the other secondary coach. He's at the tip of my tongue. Uh, Aggressive guy. Um, Dang, it's the tip of my tongue. You have him out there too with the dreads. I forgot his name. And you also have uh, a Dan Quinn philosophy. So one can argue that, shoot, who knows? You you talking how glory Anthony Brown was, who knows? In a perfect situation, if Kevin Joseph was given the opportunity to play more, he could have played just as good. And Kevin Joseph is a 4-3 guy. Al Harris, appreciate you, King. Appreciate you <laughs> and appreciate you, Anthony, you know, Al Harris, you know, all of those guys. So those are things that you have to look at in a grand scheme of things is, of course, best season ever. That's why I was saying that, like, man, you know, say what you want. I would have loved to seen Cheeto Wuzie under Al Harris this season with Joe Witt Jr. and Dan Quinn's system, right? Because if you can only imagine that if A.B., Anthony Brown, had his best season ever, close your eyes and imagine what Cheeto would have done. Close your eyes and imagine if we were to keep or kept at the time Byron Jones and you would have had Byron Jones on one end and Trayvon Diggs on the other. Who knows what would have happened? But that's a story of a different day. Uh, Appreciate everybody for jumping in. I thank you guys so much for this. All right, so uh, Cole, shout out to you. Let the AI speak. If they can't draft a solid edge, why not Clowney? Him and Randy are identical in size and age. Clowney had more sacks, man shrugging. Okay, Clowney. I think I looked this up before I did. I think he had 11 sacks or something like that. He had 11 sacks, uh, two forced fumbles. Um, This was probably his best season in a long time. Uh, two first fumbles, total pressure 53. And I'm not going to do the side-by-side lookup. Yeah, you guys right. Um, He's still on the market, right? I don't think anybody read him up. And the good thing is I just can't wait. 
until after, hear me out, until after the draft. If Jadavion is still there, think about this. We still have 15.5 or 15 close to $16 million. Seven to $8 million is going to go to the draft picks. So we're still looking at enough money. And keep in mind, we got money reserved in the kitty, about $10 million from from uh, Lyle Collins. So we got enough money. So t- just take money out of it, uh, out of the equation and, and think about this. If you don't get the guys that you want in the draft, then it will be the time to go take a look at clowning. But before the draft, no. I What I don't want is this right here. You pick up Jadavion now. You pay him some ridiculous amount of money. He give you two games, two impossible three games to get injured or whatever, you know. Play the full year. But you only sign up for a year or you only sign up for a small contract. And then you'll be back looking right at this problem for the 2023 season because you didn't. You say, well, I got Clowney. I got uh, Fowler. I got Dorrance Armstrong. I don't need or I don't want to draft an edge guy or I don't want to draft the interior guy because I don't see where I can put him in on the field. Right now is the time to look in this, look at this and say, go in the draft, you draft the edge guy. Same philosophy and principle with the wide receivers. Don't pick up a wide receiver now. You got three weeks out. Wait. Just wait. Just wait. Uh, Brian says, uh, Randy Gregory was no big loss. I, I think the ideal of Randy was the loss, you know, the ideal of what he could become was the biggest loss, right? That, that's just what I'm saying. Like when you got a chance and an opportunity to see Gregory Law and as well as Parsons, those three, and then you squeeze Parsons in, you kick, um, uh, uh, I guess you, you kick Randy as Leo role or what have you. you. It's so many things that can happen with the ideal. So what I believe that I, as I look at it, everything, not from like this perspective, but looking back, when I look back and I said, okay, give Dan Quinn the opportunity to teach Fowler up, right? To teach Fowler up. Going through all OTA, OTAs and training camp, I'll be out there with my camera and everything, and I'll let you guys know. Nothing to do. Nothing to do with who's this and who's that. But I want to see Dan Quinn getting his hands on the guys. That, that was remarkable. Because when I went out there and I saw Rob Marinelli, it was just spitting fast, right? He was just spitting at the people, right? But I love when I see a hands-on coach. And he said, no, keep those arms inside. Rip, relief, pull, shoot through there. Fight to the inside. Disengage. When he's talking, dis- you see the actions, coaching, actually putting their work. Y'all know I'm crazy. When I see that. And when I get a chance to see Dan Quinn or Daniel Quinn or however you want to say, if I see Dan Quinn putting his hands on Fowler, putting his hands on Dorrance Armstrong, putting his hands back on Osa, putting his hands back on Navel Gallimore, 
And I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah. Y'all think that this defensive front is going to be the same? What we seen two years ago, three years ago? No. They're going to be better than what they were last year because Dan Quinn is putting his hands on Parsons, putting his hands on D-Law, saying, yeah, you learned it this way, but let me show you. Keep, keep that elbow inside. Shoot. Dip your hips off your release. Oh, my gosh. You know, come on now. Get out of here. Get your damn act together. <laughs> I got the spam bots up out of there. You know, but they want some actions, too. They want y'all to put y'all hands on them, you know, on the spam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, normally, uh, for those who are defensive-minded people, you know it's always better the next year. The flavor becomes, hmm, more palatable. You know, you're saying like, oh, yeah, I know what needs to be done. I can fly out to the ball better, right? Right? So let's go with it. <laughs> All right. What am I supposed to do now? Uh, let me see. I'm supposed to talk about this one right here. Oh, are they using – this next topic right here, Cowboy Nation, it was on uh, the Undisputed show, the Cowboys Undisputed show, and they they use, let me say this right here. I'm going to post a comment in the chat right quick. Let me post it right quick. I thank everybody. It is 11.44. We still good on time. Uh, bam, bam, and boom. You guys read that one right there. Cowboys are wasting Michael Parsons' talent, and as quoted from Skip Sayless, right? I want to tell you guys right now, um, I don't think that that's the situation. We're going into our second year with Parsons, and with Parsons, when you think about everything, uh, I, I just believe this right here. Only three players have had 80 tackles and 30 QB hits in the last 15 seasons. Yeah, right? You guys can read that. I think that what they're going to do with this philosophy and situation is when it's time to draft, they understand. And when I listen, Linda, Linda, listen. We all have a mindset of, okay, we need help at edge. Let's just put him at edge permanent. Let's put him at edge full time. Well, you read up D-Law, and he do have situations where he can, hear me out, he can be kicked inside. But here's the thing, Cowboy Nation, hear me out. If teams know that you're going to be on the edge, they chip that way, right? They put an extra body that way. And as fast and as, as elusive Parsons is, he's still raw. And if you paint him to a corner to only rush, it will be a situation where they can game plan around that and they will know your move. I like the area of the unknown. Sometimes in this situation of keeping Parsons clean will work out better because I do know that blitzing through the A-gap will be better. I do know that occasionally getting on the C-edge over there and coming off the edge and getting to the quarterback will be better. 
oh, running back trying to scoot on the edge. No, I got Parsons now in the flat. I want Parsons everywhere. And I've seen him in camp flip his hips, pivot, and get downfield and bat the ball down on a vertical route. It was in the middle of the field, and I think it was on CD. So we know he got speed. That 4-3 is real. But don't listen to the outside noise of saying, hey, man, and I get it, right? It will be sexy for us to say, hey, man, we got an edge rusher that's getting us 22 to 23 sacks, supposedly, right? But that body will wear down on you, and if you're depending only on that, then you will have a DeMarcus D. Ware uh, type of situation again. Newsflash, we never got a ring with DeMarcus Ware. He was everything on the defense. And every time we tried to put another person on the opposite side, it went from sugar to you-know-what every time. And Spencer was good. Anthony Spencer was good. We had Greg Ellis that time frame with that. You know, it was good. But it didn't last long enough. All right, so appreciate you, 24 for the other donation here and I uh and I missed out Lamar uh appreciate you let's see what he have right here Lamar let the AI speak on it shout out to you Donna Weaver appreciate you man on the Facebook or a new like appreciate you here we go Lot have you checked out Chad Muma Pound <laughs> Chad Muma um yeah yeah strong hands got range yeah when it's time for him to go down here he can scoot I like Chad not with a 24 pick, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, maybe you get him in a second, right, if he falls to the 56. I would have no ill wills of that. You know, um, if you go with, look, the Cowboys can get crafty with this. If they go and they draft, let's say they go and draft with the first pick, the 24 pick, a, a guard or what have you, and then um, with the 56 pick, they, uh, they draft a wide receiver, and they hear this news again. Cowboys are now trading back into the second, right, which would be equivalent to a, a late third at that point because we draft in the latter end of it and picking up a chat. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Double dip into the second. You got nine draft picks. Will and deal some of those things. You got nine of them. It's a lot of picks. Here we go right here. Doc needs protection law. If we don't make some moves to help the O-line, it's going to be worse for him. That's you me looking in from the outside law. What do I know? Man shrugging. Give me some hope and inspiration law. Yeah, man, shoot. The interior, man. That's where your biggest, biggest body's at. I want some strong guys inside. I do. And, and that's why I mentioned Nick. Nick Martin, I mentioned Wyatt Kid. You know, if a veteran guy, if you don't draft someone, go get a veteran guy. Get get somebody who's been around the corner and let them compete. The offensive line coach should look everybody in their eyes, Joe Philbin, and say, my job is to coach you guys and elevate you to here. And in the same breath, the GM should weeble wobble down there. And I know he don't do this, but the GM should look everybody in their eyes and the players on their front five and say, my job is to replace you. To replace you. 
I'm trying to find cheap labor. I'm trying to get somebody that can come in for less money to replace you. Right? That should be the hardcore truth, and we don't have that here in Dallas land. But that should be the reality. My job is to replace you, and the coaches should be looking at it like my job is to elevate you because if I can't elevate you and I still put you out there, that guy that's saying he's going to replace you guys, he will replace me. So this is the hard truth. It's about winning games. Not about political warfare. No, this is about winning games. Law, can we get Debo Samuels? I don't think there's a chance that the Cowboys can get Debo. <laughs> and you guys can't wait to crucify Debo Samuels. Want to know why? When I pull up Debo, let me pull up Samuel Debo. This is why you guys will crucify him. When you guys see Debo Samuels, you see all of these good numbers here. Yeah, y'all love that. But when we stroll down right here and say drops 12, you guys will be ready to shank them with every type of knife, not just with a butter knife, with anything you can find. Screwdriver, you know. The end, you're sharpening a Q-tip. Get over here. You keep dropping the ball. <laughs> oh, my God. D12 drops right here. Y'all would not allow that. <laughs> because the other guy had eight of them. And let me say this. They had the fumbles. I think he had like four fumbles or something like that. They don't have it on this stat sheet. But he had four to five fumbles. Um, they don't have it right here. Uh, you guys wouldn't be ready to digest that. Mm -mm. Cowboy fan base is not built for that type of situation. Y'all would turn so quick. On <laughs> oh, my gosh. Y'all would turn on him quick. All right, let's listen. The Parsons took the league by storm last year and – Many are clamoring for Dallas to make him a full-time defensive end instead of that hybrid linebacker position he played this past season. Mike McCarthy addressed that idea this week, saying, we've made it clear. We want him moving around. He's a targeting issue. He's an impact player, and we've got to make sure that we're creating as many opportunities for him as possible. Mm. So that was the uh, undisputed take uh, that was the lady reading that wonderful excerpt there. Uh, Walker says, can we get Tyron Matthews? Well, he visited the Eagles country and I think he visited the Saints world and um, they, they in need of a safety. But our options and our uh, thought track will be, uh, he got to come in at a lesser rate. We read up J. Ron Curse, and I'm not saying you bring in a honey badger to play uh, the um, the uh, the hybrid linebacker role. No, not at 185 or 190. No, 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 no. They'll run over him, although he do aggressively uh, fit the hold or what have you. But I don't think that that's a long fit for him. Uh, if the Honey Badger was on this team, I'm quite sure you would have to look at J. Lou and say, hey, kumbaya, man, you know, get up out of here. Hmm? Uh, get up out of here. And, and uh, with that being said, um, would, would you really play um, the Honey Badger primarily only at free? No, I think that he can get down inside the box better, and I think he can play better close to the LOS. But um, will he be a, a guy that we can look at from a from a tape aspect, and not just from living off dead bodies or old bodies? Will he help this team out? Yeah, knowledge, man. Shoot, somebody been around that corner. 
can help out real good for this organization and team. But the Cowboys are looking at this thing like a price point. Hmm. Price point. How much money he's asking for. Right? And the Cowboys are very cheap. But what about Jaquan Brisker? You bring him in. You know, uh, see if he can get in and do some things for it. Uh, uh, draft him. Hmm? I'm not saying Daxton Hill can do those things, but what about going into this draft and you draft a guy? You know, um, at this point, unless unless the Honey Badger Tyron Matthews is still around after the draft, then the Cowboys should go all in and say, "Hey, come on in, man! I got a cup of coffee for you. I think you'll be beneficial to this system and scheme." Uh, but before the draft, I don't want to see that news right now. Mm-mm, not three weeks out. Shake up the board. Unless it's a fair and reasonable pricing, according to the Cowboys' philosophy. Um, Landon Collins still available? After the draft, guy. After the draft. Like KZ, right? You see, you notice the Cowboys are not in no rush to say, hey, KZ, come on, play for us. No. You don't want to screw up your draft board. You got three weeks. You're three weeks out. You wait after the draft, whatever he's asking for. And that's why other teams, they like, we'll bring you in. We'll, we'll look at you. We'll scope and scheme and see if you can fit our scheme. But, nah, dog, we we look at you after the draft, man. If you're still here, we'll bring you in. KZ is a liability here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Yep. Well, after the draft, if you're talking after the draft, Walker, yeah, he'll be one. He'll be the first call I call. Him, Clowney, who else that's out there on the market right now? And I, I come here to tell you guys, there will be. <laughs> I promise you guys. Breaking news out of Frisco: the, the Dallas Cowboys are now picking up such and such player. Because he was released from blah, blah team, veteran guy, because they drafted a Kenyon Green or because they drafted a Zion Johnson or because they drafted, mm, let's say, uh, another wide receiver. Let's say, oh, because they drafted um, Traylon Burks, one team is getting rid of their veteran wide receiver. It's going to happen. Teams are going to feel optimistic about their draft picks. They're going to weigh out their options, and they're going to look at their uh, salary cap, and they're going to look at their future spending, and they're going to look at playing time, and they're going to make the hard move and say, hey, this is a hard cut. We're going to go ahead and cut you. Penny pinching. Yeah, you know, that's how it is. Chris Alave or uh, Davis at 24, who you got? <laughs> Why you put those problems on my head? <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing. Shannon, what do you think? Are the Cowboys using Parsons the right way? I like the way they're using him. Um, he's a very versatile player. You can line him up in a lot of different spots. The problem that I have, Skip, now, if you want to let him cover hook to flat, Von Miller covers hook to flat. T.J. Watt covers hook to flat. I don't want him chasing slot receivers and tight ends up the seam into the seven route. I, I, I don't agree with that, Skip. Right. But if you want to move him 
like Aaron Donald. He'll line up over the left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. We're trying to find mismatches. Right. And sometimes you can focus so much attention on one guy, Skip, you leave other guys, guys become scot-free to your quarterback. And that's what Michael Parsons allowed you to do. He's your best, he's your best player. Skip, remember we were talking last year. I was like, no, he's the best player on the team, regardless of position. <laughs> he's their best player. Agreed. Yep, right. So now my job as a defensive coordinator is to try to create ways in which I can get either Micah Parsons one-on-one to your quarterback or create a situation where he's occupying enough eyes and now somebody else gets scot-free to your quarterback. Mm. So I don't have a – You know what, Cowboy Nation, as much as most of you guys despise Shay Sharp, he's right on this one. Um – I'm not I'm not looking at this to be schemey, you know, scheme as it relates to talent deficient or a talent um how can I put this better? What we really want is one more playmaker. You got one on the top side, high side, which is Diggs, right? You got Parsons who's going to be right intermediate, right at the line and right close to the hook area, hook to flat, like he was saying. Hook area is the middle of the field. Flat is covering the running back out of the shot there, and out of the shoot there. Um, all you need now is some of you guys to step it up. And we saw, we saw a piece of it just a little bit. I mean, at some point last season, before he hit the rookie wall, Osa was leading the league out of all of the rookies and pressure from the interior. Now, can you imagine Osa all through this offseason if he just get a tidbit stronger, a little bit bigger? He's quick off his release, and I'm not saying that Osa is anywhere close or near an Aaron Donald. But if he can replicate some of that, because he can give you some edges, you know, I know in, the, in the different variations, but I'm, I love him more so at, down at that three. But if you can move Osa all throughout and around, baby, if he just this much better, pressure, he was right there, baby. Pressure, he was right there. So this team, and, and if all it takes, all it takes if him get an early sack, if it takes him to get, if he get, like, let me, let me pull up Osa stuff right quick. Let me pull up Osa. Osa, uh, I think he had three sacks or something like that. I could be off. He could have had two. I think he had three. Uh, he had three sacks, right? And I know these numbers don't pay attention to that. But he ended with 37 pressures. He hit the rookie wall real quick. He's just like, bam. Uh, he had 16 stops. And on top of that, 28 hurries. If we can just improve that little bit, just by a little bit. Because think about this. The intentions were not even to start Osa. It was to give it to Navel Gallimore, right? But he had his arm all snapped up, and Osa had to be inserted in. And you play off, you play off of what Parson bring to the table. Oh my gosh, man! Come on, Cowboy Nation. Problem with the way they're using him, Skip. If you look at it, guys do. You'd be surprised that guys do not rush the quarterback as much as you think. I know you want Michael to rush the guy, rush to rush the quarterback forty times a game, but yeah. that's not that's not possible. So I like the way they're using him. The only difference I would do, Skip, I wouldn't have him covering slot receivers up the seam. I wouldn't have him taking tight ends up the seam, uh, seam into the corner route. I'm just on the line of scrimmage. 
Okay, son, on these couple of plays, I got you, you got hooked to flat. Don't everything else other than that, Skip? Yeah, nice little rotation so I don't burn him out. Because you look at Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald's probably only rushing 20, 20 times a game. Get him. If that. Yeah. But he's fresh. He's wreaking havoc. We're trying to find mismatches. And that's what they're trying to do. That's what uh, uh, DQ going to try to do. Guard, man, the guards, he's slow. Uh-huh. Line him up with a guard. Run, tech, run stunts with him. So I don't have a problem with the way they're using him, Skip, because what makes him so unique is his versatility. Mm. Yeah, so so the versatility aspect of it. I don't even have to listen to Skip Bailey's assessment on this because he don't know football like that. But uh, th- this is the thing, Cowboy Nation. Hear me out. When you think of that and you look at the bigger picture, they can go crazy, baby. Oh, if they can go crazy. And uh, against the uh, Jimmy G, we will not back up. Nikki Dallas. Yeah, Polo, Polo, appreciate you. And that's why we didn't, yeah. I'm glad you bring up Jimmy Johnson before I, before we do like a quick mock draft. I got time. Uh, before we do a quick mock draft, uh, the reason why I brought up, bring up, you know, glad that he brought up Jimmy G. You couldn't get sacks on a guy because he releases quick and there was no interior pressure. So they let you know. <laughs> that you got to get interior pressure. The, the when they played, they beat the uh, the the same team, the Forty ers Even if it was a cold game and, it, and he didn't play that well, but it was the same situation. The um, <clears throat> the Green Bay Packers. What a lot of people will not mention, and a lot of people gloss over that. They was the third-ranked defense in the National Football League. The Green Bay Packers were the third or fourth-ranked defense in the National Football League last year, right? <laughs> third, let's just look it up. And let me see. Let me make sure I'm right because I don't, I don't want to be wrong. About, hey, no, you know, they were they actually fifth or sixth or something, you know. Green Bay Packers. Can't stand this team. Ugliest team in life. All right. What are defense? Yeah, third ranked defense. I know I'm out of money. You know, they're third ranked defense. They're 31st in special teams, though, right? All right, so hear me out. Third ranked defense. And the problem against that same 49ers team is they couldn't get no pressure inside. Nobody can get inside. All of the edge guys were coming around and they did some counters, they did some traps, and the plays that they were able to get off with Jimmy. Was he able to climb the pocket? <laughs> and he, little old Jimmy, man, he was able to win by being careful with the ball and, of course, some special team blunders. Uh, but I, I, I want you guys to understand that. You got to create pressure in the inside. And when it was time for the 49ers to play against the Rams, they finally got pressure in the inside primarily because of Sean Robinson was able to do some dirty work, some crazy work, and and then all of a sudden, your boy, Aaron Donna, feast. So that's just how it goes. All right, then uh, block. Yeah, we got to do that. <laughs> oh, they, they, they just everywhere today, man. What's going on? It's just... <sighs> Yeah. Oh, got two of them. Let me pull this one. There we go. I got. I got to get rid of them. Um, 
<laughs> hey, man. God, dog, everywhere today. Let me, let me play this. Okay, Mr. Sharp, you right have there. me on the run at this moment. <laughs> My team, My lifelong team. diehard cowboy fan that I am, has worn me down and out this offseason <laughs> because my team is not as good as it was at the end of the well, year. Well, they didn't do anything and this I remind you, my team in the last 11 games went 6-5, and five, including yeah. a home playoff loss to the 49ers. That really it? wasn't close. Did y'all sign anybody in free agency? We signed next to nobody. Oh, okay. Dante Fowler. Woo! <laughs> Here we go. Oh, y'all got y'all signed Leighton Van Der. Yeah. And by the way, yesterday we lost Keanu Neal to the Bucks. The Bucks signed him. Okay. And I thought he was some, something of a revelation last year. Although they DQ because he had him, obviously, Dan Quinn had him in Atlanta. Uh, we think he belongs. He was a box safety. Uh, no, 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 no. Why don't you lean forward just a little bit? Yeah, yeah, right there. No, don't hurt yourself, man. I don't know if that's too bad you hit. <laughs> <laughs> that joker said a revelation. He was something well sought out. <laughs> you know, I, I can't make this stuff up, man. I wouldn't even plan it on laughing at a good old skip. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me blow this back up. Now, only if you subscribe to the channel, you can post the comments there. So I really appreciate it. That's the only way we can get rid of the bots, man, unfortunately. This is a friend... This is a family and friendly show, you know. <laughs> you can't be selling stuff on here like that. Let's pull up uh, uh, Keanu, Neil, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Reeves, but Neil. And let's look around. Like I said, we, we're not finna look at these grades. This run defense of a 28.1, 35.9 overall. You know, we ain't gonna look at that pass rush 56.1, coverage 49.9. We're not finna look at that because, like they said, you know, it could be due to the fact that he switched positions. But you would think in coverage, if you safety, you can cover. And linebacker, we were asking you to cover. You're supposed to at least use some of that coverage ability. To cover when you at linebacker, but that's a story of a different day. He had 13 missed tackles, passer rating went targeted 111, and of course, of course, where, where we at? Where we at? 23 stops, which is pretty good. That's decent, by the way, and 50 solos. And then I think he caught C19 twice. I said, man, it, <laughs> this dude is stay catching it. But it is what it is at this point. I'm not finna say that uh, all of a sudden Keanu Neal. Oh, we 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 play against the Bucks, don't we? I hope that they have Neil out there, and they said at safety. If you guys can go back to watch when Neil played at safety, and it was against Amari Cooper at the time when he was uh, out there for the Cowboys, it was one big play that I got a chance to look up and reevaluate with my natural eyes. And I saw the safety sitting on his little route, and his name was Neil. And I was trying to find some good clips to talk loyally of Neil. And I was telling everybody, I said, yeah, it may be better for him to play close to the LOS, close down inside the box, because he will literally be frozen in space when he see the wide receiver get to his top route 
and he stand and he dip again at his release. This safety have no recognition or awareness. Awareness, and the ball would go right over him, and he was still watching. I can't wait because I know for sure if Neil is playing at safety with the Bucks, I can't wait because I know even if it's for Hoko or even if it's Cowboy Nation, uh, the tight end that we have out of Dalton Schultz, it's going to be feast season day in and day out. I can't wait to see it because my eyes wouldn't lie to me, and I can't make this stuff up. Even in training camp, if you guys go back and watch those OTAs or videos I put out there, I was scratching my head like, uh, can, 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 Neil, can Neil just play on the line? <laughs> but we'll find out, no. Well, you know, Dallas DeGray says, Law, you falling in that trap. Of what? Of what? Oh, so, oh, so you you try to tell me that Neil is good at coverage? You try to tell me if we were to put Neil in that J. Ron Curse spot, that Neil would have had the J. Ron Curse production, the numbers or what have you? Is that what you're trying to say? Neil was out of position? Oh, okay. But the tape that I'm talking about was when Neil was playing at position in Atlanta, at, at safety. Neil is better inside the box. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know, so shout out to Neil. But if you think that Neil can cover at safety, then I got land on the moon for sale. You know, tape don't lie. And I'm not, I'm not bashing the bro. I like Neil close to the box. Now, I don't think that, you know, in, in the Buccaneers system, I don't think that he's going to beat out Winfield at that spot. So we know that he's going to play the other safety role. So we, we, we will see. But if you guys can show me, if you guys can produce some tape and put out there that Neil is decent and good in coverage, then I'll hush my mouth. And, and you know, I, I, I will listen. I'll watch the tape. And uh, and, I, and, I, and I'll come back. And this one thing I'm going to tell you guys, I will literally say, hey, man, I apologize. I was wrong, man. You know, <laughs> I was flat out wrong on Neil. And uh, I'll let you guys know. So we, we're, we're going to move him up right. a level to linebacker. Right. And now the Bucks and Todd Bowles are saying, we're going to move him back, back a level yeah. to safety. Well, that's what he said he wanted to move back to his natural okay. position. All right. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday I had to hear Bobby Wagner at his welcome to L.A. media session say, yeah, I talked to the Cowboys. Yeah, you talk. That's all. Yeah. So the Cowboys kick a lot of tires and they don't buy many cars, right. do they? Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> what they need and what they Oh, my gosh, man. I like that. They kick a lot of tires, but they don't buy the car. I like that. All right. So, um as we press for time, let me go ahead and do this one right here. Appreciate everybody for jumping in. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. And I thank everybody for being part of this episode. Uh, if you part of the Neil family, you watch this tape, uh, uh, you know, I hope all is well. I do, you know, uh, and shout out to him, shout out to him and shout out to his family, man. Uh, uh, bam. Let's do this right quick. Cowboy nation. Let's do this. Uh, mock draft. We are the Cowboys. Uh, we gonna go. Let's go. Uh, fifth, five rounds. Let's go five rounds, and let's enter this draft. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. 
start it. Let's run it. Uh, we're on the clock. Did I pick the right team? No, we didn't make it to the 24th spot already. We did. All right. Um, <clears throat> my philosophy is interior. I'm, I'm going to go with my thoughts on this one. Uh, let's see. Our best interior offensive lineman is Zion Johnson at this point. So, hey, <laughs> I'm definitely going to go with Zion Johnson. And, um, and I will give you guys my thoughts on this one. But with the 24th pick, the Cowboys select Zion Johnson. All right, so we're going to move up a little bit further. We've got the 56th pick. Let's see what we got. Oh, wow. Linebacker. Oh, my gosh. He's the best player available right now. And we do need help at linebacker. And we talked about this before. And let me just uh, take a look at the wide receivers that's available on uh, this situation. Alex Pierce is there. Khalil is there. My guy John is there. Uh, Calvin Austin is there. David Bell. Wondell Robinson. That's too early to go, to go pick those guys. And uh, the best player available right now is um, is Leo. I like Brian. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm drafting Leo. We rolling, baby. We rolling. Shout out to you, Jimmy. Appreciate you for jumping in. All right. Oh, wow. We got a safety right, Kirby Joseph. Okay. All right. So let me see right here. Is he the best player available on the board? Yeah. So it's him right here. So we're going to go and look at the available. Uh, we're rolling through this thing real quickly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's see. D Rose. I'm reading y'all comments here. Eric Mack said we professional tire kickers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I see I see uh, the wide receiver Khalil there. Mm, Nick Cross. I like Nick from Maryland as well. And Carson Strong, not Wentz. I got a tackle that I can pick up right now. Uh, there will be a fight. Let me go. Let's go with it. We got how many picks in the fourth? We got a tackle right here. We got a wide receiver right here, Bit Bailey. And also we got Cordell right here. Uh, we're getting a tight end right here. I like the SMU uh, kid right here. Let's see who is the best tight end right here. And then we're going to run this one. And what we're going to do is this will be mine's, and then we'll run yours, okay? Yeah, I lost out like <laughs> Chuck. No way, I sound like Jerry. Get your damn act together. <laughs> All right, and here we go. Running back, Sterling Furling. Okay, let me see. He, the best one out here is Zach Tom, and that's from Wake Forest. We got Cordell out here, line, a cornerback. Noah, interior guy. Zach Stanborn. Sanborn, I appreciate him. And we going with Zach Tom. Let's go. You said check DT. I didn't get a DT yet. Let me check DT. Defensive tackle. Defensive interior. All right, I got 
twelve eighteen. I got a few more seconds here. Uh, Noah Ellis, da, 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 da. what time it is? I'm going. Bam. Wake Forest. Boom. Josh Johnson, who is my best wide receiver with right now? Josh Johnson, JV on Bo Milton. Taking the top off the defense now. <laughs> oh my God. Cordell going Cordell late. Got my interior guy now. I bet you I flunked. Uh oh. Uh oh, look who you came to see. Everybody. All right, I got a, a B, B minus Zion Johnson. Appreciate him. Uh, went with interior guard right here. Uh, he's the strongest guard that's in this draft, in my opinion. Uh, this would be immediate help uh, for the interior play. We pray, we praying to you know who, uh, far as uh, uh, Tyron Smith, if he can stand up right. But we do have some replacement situations with that. We got a Josh Ball that can uh, pretty much be inserted. And I'm thinking that Josh Ball will have a a, a unique type of year uh, if he's if his number is called. Hopefully, Josh Ball will have a, uh, a Terrence Steele type of moment. And, of course, uh, my backup guard would be uh, a situation where it's Connor McGovern can get right in there and do some things for us. So, uh, yes, if you look at need versus value, uh, I went with the value of offensive lineman in the first. All right, so the second pick – uh, Leo, uh, we talked about linebacker play and, and how this can help out and work out for us. I believe that our front is, is good. But uh, if you look at the contracts for um, uh, this guy named LVE and Luke Gifford, these are all rentals. So I'm quite sure that the Cowboys are looking at a situation in a moment that they bring in a guy. And Jabril Cox, those three linebackers for the future – would be this Leo Jabril Cox and of course Parsons, and if you think about the uh, other safety on this team is J. Ron Curse. We play a lot of nickel, so there will be chances and mo moments that we will see uh, J. Ron Curse in the mix. Though, so but in our base formation we have Leo Kirby with safety. Uh, they gave me an A minus for that. Um, think about this: we only have Malik Hooker and J. Ron Curse. Why not get another safety? that can put his name out there. And, of course, we have guys that used to play cornerback now at safety, right? Uh, uh, was it my, my, what was this guy's name? His name is the tip of my tongue. Oh, my gosh. Mahamu. My, my what's his name? Izzy. Yeah, Izzy. Oh, my gosh. I forgot the man's name. Why not go with a guy that you can insert in that's naturally at safety? Uh, so Izzy uh, will be competing for that role in that spot right there. All right, so I went with Grant. I went with Grant. They gave me a C. Uh, let me just go because of time. They gave me a C for Taekwon Thornton, but I'm looking at this, man. You got a guy. He can't catch, but he's fast, can take the top off the defense. I got Grant with the tight end at the 129th pick. He was the best tight end available. Jelani was gone. But I got a local kid that's not afraid to take underneath routes and be that safety plug. Think about this as, as tight end community. Tight ends, the extension of the offensive line. Tight ends also can cover the hook area, 
secure that for you. And they are your always your quarterback best friend. Uh, just for uh, tackle sake, he gave me an A plus with the in the round fifth in the fifth round with the 155th pick for Zach Tom. Uh, you need tackles in this league, and you need to always develop one. And I'm quite sure when you look into the fifth round, why not invest in one? No one want a tackle, nor guard, nor center until you need them. And why not put them under the, the, the development program? Could I went with a uh, a skilled player at that spot? Yeah, but why not go with Zach Tom? Let's go. Uh, Cordell. Uh, he's pretty LSU product, baby. And I'm quite sure I look at systems, I look at programs. And I think Cordell under the uh, influence of Al Harris, as well as uh, my guy, uh, Joe Witt Jr. And with the Dan Quinn philosophy and scheme, we can get things going. And I took a, 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 a pretty much a reach pick with the fifth round pick uh, for Noah. If I did the full seventh round, maybe just maybe, uh, I could have finessed something and got John Ridgeway in the house. Yep. So it's 12:23. Appreciate everybody for jumping in. I thank you guys for being part of this one. Thornton will go. This is Aaron Lewis. Thornton will go to the 49ers. They will know how to use him. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, but man, oh, man, man, this draft right here, uh, you guys give me a grade on the draft. Uh, overall, <laughs> grade was an A from Pro Football. Uh, focus there gave me an A. Shout out to them for giving me an A. I passed according to them. They gave me an A. So shout out to them. What you guys give me, you know. And at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun anyway. Next time, when I have more time, I'm going to let you guys do the draft. How about that? Sounds good. Can't go wrong with LSU. That's my guy, Eric Mack. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. All right, Cowboy Nation. I got to roll. I got to bounce like a basketball up out of here. And I want you guys to understand Understand this. This team, we're going to be better. We're going to be better collectively. <laughs> Somehow, one way or another, we're going to be better. I, I know right now we can't see it. We can't touch it. We can't feel it. It's uh, the, the intangible moments right now. Uh, we seeing that other teams are doing crazy things. You know what I'm going to do? Maybe this weekend uh, when I have time, I'm going to pull up all of the, uh, all of the other teams. They did a lot, a lot of free agent moves, right, in the offseason that had high hopes and didn't do anything. And then, of course, I'm going to showcase the teams that did one or two moves in the free agency and made it happen. And and we're going to do the compare and contrast and see where we'll be at. Uh, oh, man, y'all gave me some bad grades, man. Aaron gave me a C minus, you know, but that's still passing, right? You know, you know, some of the most millionaires and the, and the wealthy people didn't have all A's, by the way. You know, I think Oprah, she didn't even finish school. And the guy that created Facebook, he was cheating and he didn't finish school. So so let me let me flunk a little bit. You know, I just play with y'all, man. Solid C, uh, Big Sarge says uh, uh, B minus. I feel you, man. Preach law. Appreciate you, Dallas. Uh, appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate you, Verde. <laughs> but, uh, I, oh, this is what I want you guys to do. I know some people sent me their mock draft via uh, Twitter. If you can, send me your mock draft via, via Twitter 
and I'm going to do a voice over it, and I give you guys my thoughts on your mock draft. And it will be up on the Instagram, it will be up on YouTube shorts, and as well as my TikTok and Facebook. So you present, you go to, let me tell you, let me tell you. You go here, I'm going to copy it. You go here, and you present your version of a mock draft, and you present it to me. You presented it to me on Twitter. Tag me at Twitter, and my Twitter's not that hard to find. Um, <clears throat> just go here to my Twitter right here. I'm Copy this right here. Go to my Twitter and tweet me your mock draft, your version of mock draft. And what I want you to do is challenge me. Challenge me. Challenge me on the aspect of, hey, this is the reason why my mock is better. Or this is the reason how the Cowboys and be boldly with it, right? This is the Super Bowl mock draft right here. Speak it into existence. This is the team that's gonna beat everybody's you know what mock draft here. And I'm gonna go over it and I'm gonna give you a shout out and we're gonna go line by line and we're gonna go and give details. And if it's a player that I don't know, I'm gonna let you know. Hey, I don't know, but it's also not just necessary players is also philosophy too. Like this is the reason why we went with guard. This is the reason why I went with safety. This is the reason why I choose to go double dip at wide receiver. Just put all of that out there and we go over the, 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 the talk tracks of everything. And then we are circle back. This is the craziest thing. Somebody's right. Somebody's mock draft is going to be right. <laughs> Locate somebody mock draft will be right. That's the reality of it, Cowboy Nation, when you look at the whole picture. So y'all be safe out there, and uh, be sure if you watched all the way to this point, hit the likes, share this content, let a friend or a neighbor know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and Beyond. It's real. We are authentic here, man. It's no fake. It's raw. I'm wrong. You know, I'm not a guy that's going to say, hey, I'm right. I'm wrong, baby. But even at my faults, I continue to stride. I continue to move. You know, some people say the journey is too long. It's too far for me to walk. But, man, have you ever noticed those who got those smart watches, those Apple watches or, the, or whatever else they, they use to collect steps? Sometimes you look down and say, man, I don't walk 12,000 steps today. Or I don't walk... 14,000 steps. You see, at one point, before getting out of bed, you would never think that it would happen. But then you look down, you say, man, just by me walking around the house or going to the store, I done walked 12,000 steps. I done lost five pounds. I done lost six. But you got to have the mindset to do such, right? Oh, I'm feeling bad. Step outside. Let some of that vitamin D get to you. It's possible. Some of you guys got greatness locked inside of you right now. Just turn on the camera. Start talking to it. <laughs> right? And then you can look back and say, man, I got 50,000 subscribers. I never thought I'd get here. Man, with the help of uh, this person and that person, I merged my thoughts together. We are one big family. We have different views, different thought tracks. But we all want what's best for this team. Right? And some of you guys got got some of you guys got great thoughts out there. You do. Just gotta say it. Open your mouth. Who knows? If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it. 
if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it. And it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap if life itself seems empty and useless. And all that you scheme and dream is about it if you'll gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, plan for it, and lose all terror of your mind for it. If you'll simply, oh, just simply go out to the thing you want, if dogged and grim and besieged and beset it, with the help of Almighty, you will get it, Cowboy Nation. Build that pyramid now. Yeah, Stephen White, yeah, let's go. Brick by brick, that's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Go Cowboys. Roll Tide, right? A line of stars, yeah. <laughs> if you can think it, you can achieve it. Think about it. The chair I'm sitting in, somebody thought of it first. Multi-millionaire. Right? What kind of millionaire ideas you have? Huh? Come on. Let's go. Hit the door and the dome and just hold me up. Still young, but I move like a new deal to my lawyer. If you're down in my management, I'm just warming up a way to lie. Oh, producer saw the numbers one. Different colors in my baggy life. Chalk it up. Talk of the time we attack. Shout out to the nation, man. We did 14 million impressions last month. Let's go. Let's keep going. That's on the off season, baby. 14 million. Let's go. That's only on one channel. Law. That means somebody watching, somebody listening. Come on. Don't forget tonight, man, I'm going to do some non-cowboy stuff. We're going to do some gaming. I got to. Got a good gaming system that I want to show you guys. Yeah, let's go. Come on, Law the Realist, come on. Don't play around with it. Focus. Steven, that's a good thought track there. Focus. Stay focused. Stay grind up. Stay locked in, baby. So you won't get hit like that. Let's go. <laughs> if you're watching all the way to this point, you haven't hit that like button. Come on. Let's go. We up out of here, baby. But before I go, check out this message once again. Let's go. You have to learn the rules of the game. And then you will have to play better than anyone else. Albert Einstein.